in the footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. This is Nick Krita, your host. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy to be with you again. And today I'm very excited to have a special guest with me, which you'll really enjoy hearing his story. Today, Colin Hone. Welcome to our program, Colin. It's great to be here. Look, I just bumped into you recently, just a couple of days ago, and um, I'm so thankful that you could make a bit of time from your very busy schedule to come with us and share your story. First of all, uh, you are uh, the director of the International um, Holy Spirit Ministries and also director for the prayer uh, ministry in New South Wales Adventist uh, Church. Is that right? Yes, yes. So I'm the uh, International Director for Holy Spirit Ministries. So we have a number of speakers, including myself, that do revival meetings uh, in different churches and conferences uh, around the world. And also I'm the prayer director for the Northern New South Wales uh, Seven-Day Adventist Conference. So my, my role is to, is to encourage people and churches to pray, come together and pray for revival, which will then lead to soul winning. Colin, today for this program, we'd like to hear uh, your story, your walk with Jesus. Yes. If you'd like to take us uh, through your experience with God, I know that you've been... Uh, wandering out there in this world, doing some other things, uh, not even maybe caring that much about God at some stage, but I, wanna, I like to hear from you. Can you share with us, please? Yes, well, first thing is I actually grew up in Adelaide. All right. I grew up in Glenelg. And so as a child, I went to uh, Catholic school, St. Mary's in Glenelg, and then I went to Ross Trevor College in the hills, and then Salesian College, which is near the airport, and then Glengarry High which is out where out in Marion. So I grew up in Adelaide and uh, went to Catholic boarding schools. And so I was introduced to the Bible and, and to, to God uh, growing up as a Catholic. And then uh, I remember, uh, and I was always searching, you know, I, there was this sort of desire to know if there's, is this it? Is this as good as it gets? Is there more to life than just working and playing and partying and whatever, playing sport? I was heavily into sport. I played cricket at West Torrens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was under 16 captain. And All I right. remember David Hooks was the uh, was playing for West Torrens at the time. And then um, I remember at 17, the Mormons knocked at my door and uh, they introduced me to Jesus. They told me about God of love and, and Jesus. I remember that happening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I joined the Navy. And I joined the Navy and I really sort of really didn't have much to do with God while I was uh, in the Navy, although there was occasionally when I was on a ship, there was a Bible group, a small Bible group that came together of different denominations to, uh, you know, talk about God. And so sometimes I would go to that. So there was always this desire to know if there is a God. It was just interesting that everyone told me that, you know, we have, we we have the truth. And so I joined the Navy and then my father remarried. My family went through a divorce when I was a child. And uh, he he married a lady, and she became a Jehovah's Witness. And so when I would come home from leave in the Navy, his wife would uh, share the Bible with me and open the Bible and started talking about prophecies in the book of Daniel. There's this amazing prophecies in the book of Daniel that uh, give a history going back from 600 uh, years before Christ right to our time today that we live in. And so she would open the Bible to me, and that was like, Wow, it was quite amazing. But something just didn't 
you know, quite fit for me. And I just kept on going back to the world. I was into drinking and partying and, you know, I smoked marijuana and uh, I played played AFL. Well, not for AFL, but I played AFL but football for local football clubs in um, in Melbourne and Sydney. And then uh, and played cricket as well for the Australian Navy. I played cricket for the Australian Navy. So I was into small sport and partying and just... You know, drinking. And just, just a typical uh, Australian uh, yes, that, uh, Aussie block. That's you know? the culture I grew up with. You know, sport, go to the pub, have a few beers with your mates, uh, or you might go out dancing or clubbing or things like that. But I also got involved in drugs a little bit as well, uh, especially when I went to Sydney because in, in the Navy it was near King's Cross. Mm-hmm. So got involved in a bit of drugs as well. And then I left the Navy and I even went out and lived in uh, Nimbin. Nimbin's a hippie place in Australia, mm-hmm. famous hippie place, and I went and lived out in a rainforest somewhere for six months or so, again, trying to find the meaning of life, mm. I thought, the alternative life. Mm. So that was uh, my experience, but something just never gelled. And then I, I, I was working in a, in a job of a sales manager for an electronic company in Sydney, and I got transferred to Melbourne. And while I was in Melbourne, I got again got involved in drinking and partying, and I didn't have any money. I had like one dollar left to my name. And that night was the first night I actually cried out in prayer to God. I was sincere. I said, my question was this. It was really two questions. The first question is, is there a God? I mean, that's a question everyone has. Mm-hmm. Actually, is there a God? Because I wasn't sure if there was a God or not. The second question I had was, okay, if there is a God, you do exist, do you have a church or, you know, who's your church on earth that's, you know, because everyone said, we have the truth. We are the true church. Everybody I came across said, we are the true church. And so I, there was a bit of confusion. You know, someone said to me, how do you hide a tree? Well, put it in a forest. And so that were my two questions, and I cried out sincerely. Well, what happened is two weeks later, I had to go back to Sydney, and I was walking down Bondi Beach famous Australian beach. And while I was walking down, there were some young people, neatly dressed, nice haircuts, and I knew they were Christians. They just had that look about them. They were different from everyone else that was out that night, and including me. And so as I walked past them, they said, would you like a book? And I said to them, have you got anything on prophecy? Because I was a little bit interested in prophecy. I'd even gone to New Age, you know, get your palm read and your, mm-hmm. your numbers and that, because I was interested in the future. What is the future of this world? What's the future for me? And they said, yes, they gave me a book. And this book was all about the prophecies in the Old Testament, in the book of Daniel and Revelation, where God makes this incredible declaration in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9. And he says, I can declare the beginning to the end, and no one else can do it. In other words, God's saying, I can prove that I'm God. This is the God of the Bible. I can declare the future. So I looked at all these prophecies about from Daniel where there was the kingdom of Babylon and then Medo-Persia, the Bible said, would be next, then Greece, then Rome. And out of Rome, there'll be 10 kingdoms. And then this, this little uh, religious political power would rule for 1,260 years. And, and then uh, towards the end of the world, uh, God would raise up a movement that would bring the truth of the world. And so I'm reading all this, and I was like, wow, this makes sense for the first time. And I looked up the history, 
And then I looked at the back of the book and I said, well, where did this book come from? And so I looked at the back of the book and it said Seventh-day Adventist. And I said, Seventh-day Adventist? And the only thing I could think of at the time, this was back in 1991, was this story of Lindy Chamberlain that Dingo's got my baby. That was all I could think of. But I said, I did pray this prayer two weeks before. And so I had a friend, one friend I knew, who was a seven-day Adventist. And uh, it was actually a, a girl that I dated when I was in the Navy. She wasn't a seven-day Adventist then, but she went back to the church and we were still friends. And so I rang her up and I said, uh, look, tell me more about what I've just read about all the prophecies in Daniel and Revelation of predicting the future. You know, there was hundreds of prophecies about Jesus fulfilling in the Old Testament when he came. You know, there's a 70 weeks prophecy, even the date that he would be baptized. And so I'm reading all this stuff and I'm going, wow, this is amazing. And so I then went over to her parents' place and they gave me another book called The Great Controversy. Great Controversy was written over 100 years ago by a woman who had 2,000 visions over a 70-year period. And she wrote all these things down in the book called The Great Controversy, most of her visions, prophecies about the future and the history of the Christian church from Jesus' day right up to our day today, going through all the Dark Ages and the Protestant Reformation of Martin Luther and all these famous Protestant reformers. And so I read The Great Controversy, and I was just like, wow, this makes sense. And then I read another beautiful book called The Desire of Ages, which is a beautiful story about the story of Jesus. And then I just rang up the Yellow Pages and I said I'd like a Bible study. And I did Bible studies and then I was baptized six months later. I then joined the church. And then what happened though was, and it can happen to many people, I joined the church and I thought, yes, I finally found what I was looking for, a church that was that was teaching from the Bible and the Bible only, the truths of the Bible, a church that knew the future and the prophecies of what was going to happen, a church that was focused on Jesus, a church that upheld the law of God and the Ten Commandments. You know, there's a verse in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10, where under the new covenant, because of Jesus' death, because of Jesus' death on the cross and him paying the penalty for our sins, under the new covenant says that the Holy Spirit, God will write his laws, his Ten Commandments, on our mind and our hearts. In other words, he'll give us a desire to obey him from a heart. And that includes the fourth commandment, to keep the seventh day holy. It's a reminder that God is the creator of the heavens. He says, I created the heavens and earth in six days, and on the seventh day I rested. And so this was just amazing. And so I joined the church, though, and what happened, though, is I became lukewarm. I became lukewarm. And then what happened is eventually the fire went out. And eventually a crisis came into my life where I actually left the church for a year. But you know how some things, uh, when you know something's true, you can run away from it. But if you know it's true, you can't run away. Like the story of Jonah. Remember, God he, gave him a mission? Yeah, he, he gave, us a, gave Jonah a mission to go to Nineveh. He said, I want you to go to Nineveh, Jonah. Now, Nineveh's in Babylon. Can you imagine that mission, go to Babylon, and I want you to tell Nineveh, if they don't repent, I'm going to destroy this city. That's how wicked the city had gone. And so he didn't want to do that mission. So he went, went the opposite way, went to Tarshish and got a ship. But you know what? You can't escape. And there was a big storm, and we know he got swallowed by a great fish. 
And guess where the fish threw him up on? On the beaches of Nineveh. And he went through and he told the city, unless they repent, that God was going to destroy the city. And they repented. And the whole city was saved. And so that story came to me. And you know what? I said, I'm going back, God. And this time I'm going 100%. I'm going all the way. And then I went back, and then I was invited to a revival weekend. And uh, Colin, just before we coming to your experience, to come back to God, to really find God in your life, we'd like to take a short break right now and play a song. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll hear more from Colin and how he found God, returned to God, and served Him with all his heart.
That was a wonderful song from uh, scripture, from Ezekiel chapter 36, A New Heart and a New Spirit. And Colin, you just uh, mentioned to us before the break that uh, you are now uh, tackled by God again and you giving your heart to God. You come back to church after a time of uh, wandering around. You are in Adelaide uh, right now, Colin, and what brought you to Adelaide? Well, I'm here for the weekend. I came here for the weekend uh, to do revival meetings for the Seventh-day Adventist Church had a congress where all the churches come together. And what we did is we I did some uh, preaching and teaching on revival. And revival will only come in answer to prayer. Every great revival that has ever been uh, has come through prayer. Day of Pentecost, they prayed for 10 days, asking for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So that's why I came here for this weekend to preach and teach on revival, prayer, and our need of the Holy Spirit. And so it was an incredible weekend. We we had a thousand people who came, and what the Lord revealed to us that there are thousands of people out there who have left the church. There are thousands of people out there who don't know Jesus, our friends and our family. And so what we did is we wrote down the names of all our family and friends who have left the church and people who don't know Jesus, 10 names each, and we've dedicated to pray for them every day. All right, We put all those names in a prayer box and we dedicated to pray for all the names in the prayer box and for all the names that we put in there. And not only pray, but to work towards bringing them home before Jesus comes. And so there's probably 10,000 people now, and most of them in Adelaide, who are now getting... Uh, there's prayer going out every day for Jesus to work on their hearts and for those who have left the church to come home. Most of the people didn't leave the church because of beliefs. They left them because they were hurt by other people. And so we're praying for them to come home and we're also praying for those who don't know Jesus that God will work on their hearts so that we can invite them to a small group or to church or just to, to sit down and and study God's word together. Mm. And you mentioned uh, about steps to personal revival. You have a book which I know that is distributed all around the world in hundreds of thousands of copies, and you are traveling around the world sharing with people about your own life, your own uh, struggles, but about your own experience with Jesus Christ. That's right. Where people can get uh, that book if uh, if they would like to to have it? Yeah, so, so I've been going around the world for the last probably uh, well, nine years, been over 20 countries doing revival meetings and promoting uh, the book called Steps to Personal Revival, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit by Helmut Horbel, a German author, and also uh, the devotional, which is designed for small groups, called 10 Days Prayers and Devotions to Experience the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you can download that book for free, and I'll give you the website, or you can contact your local Adventist book center, and you should be able to get that book uh, for a very low price. Or you can download it for free mm. onto your iPad or whatever other uh, device you have. And that uh, website is, well, the link is http forward slash youth.adventist.org slash books. I'll say it again. So http two dots, forward slash, youth.adventus.org, forward slash books. 
or you can call us anytime for the uh, to the numbers which we provide during this uh, program and we'll be very happy to assist you in this regard Colin, uh, the time is um, going so fast, and I want to I want to have uh, um, more time with you. And probably we we need to come back to you, even if we to go over the phone, you know, from where you will be in uh, in in the world or um, here in Australia. But I, I want to come back to you. You came back in the church. Something happened to you in a particular time in your life. Can you? Take us back from there. Well, I went to a, uh, someone invited me to a revival weekend run by Dennis Smith, a pastor, and he was speaking about the Holy Spirit. And so I went to this weekend and he opened up the Bible and I saw what was missing in my life. You see, I had God's word, but I wasn't daily praying and asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I read in John 14, where Jesus says in John 14, 12, he says, you know, the things that I'm doing, he says, to the disciples. He says, you're going to do the same things as I do, but even greater things. And if you continue reading John chapter 14, it tells that I won't leave you as orphans. I'll come to you, Jesus says, through the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Not only will I be with you, but I'll be in you. Jesus and the Father want to dwell in us through the Holy Spirit. And so I started praying and asking for the daily baptism of the Holy Spirit, of Christ in me, the hope of glory. You see, the true baptism of the Holy Spirit is when we ask for Jesus to live out his life in and through us. And I started praying and asking for Jesus to live out his life in me. I started saying, like Paul, it's not I that live, but Christ lives in me. And when you start asking that, Jesus will come and live in you. And then all of a sudden, Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you will receive power when you were baptized with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And the purpose of the power was to witness to tell others about what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. He has paid the penalty on that cross for you and me, for our sins. And when we repent, we can receive the Holy Spirit to transform us into the image of Jesus Christ. So that was a journey. And then from that, everything changed. Before, I never led anyone to Jesus in the church for 10 years plus. When I started praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden I started preaching all of a sudden, I was leading people to Jesus, doing Bible studies, organizing small groups, and then it just grew out of that. And so every day for the last nine years, I've been praying daily for Christ to live out his life in me and through me, through the Holy Spirit. So every day I pray for the baptism or infilling or anointing of the Holy Spirit of Christ in me, the hope of glory. And so that's what happened. And so God's taken me all around the world uh, to many countries. Uh, you know, one country was in Ethiopia, and uh, 5,000 plus people turned up from different denominations. And I was preaching on the Holy Spirit, the need of the Holy Spirit, and about how the Holy Spirit wants to first convict us of sin, John 16, lead us to Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and then he wants to transform us into the image of Jesus, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. As we behold Jesus, he will transform us into the image of Jesus, from glory to glory. And God's glory is his character. And he wants to transform us back into our original, the way he created us. And that's into the image of Jesus Christ. And so the work of the Holy Spirit is to transform us in, back into the image of God and to give us power to witness and tell other people about the good things that God, the gospel, the good things that God has done for us. So, yeah, that day I preached and thousands of people recommitted 
their lives to Jesus, and many hundreds of people decided to get baptized. And also, all denominations, this was the amazing part, all denominations, when I opened up the scripture and showed how God wants to write his laws, his Ten Commandments of love, on their mind and their hearts, according to Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10, we all prayed for God to do that. And many thousands of people committed to keeping God's law, not because we have to, but because God has put it on their hearts. And, and, so, not, and not to be saved, but because we are saved. Yes. Mm. And so, you know, Paul says in, uh, in Romans chapter 3, do we then throw out the law? No, we uphold the law because it's written on our hearts and God puts a desire now to obey him out of love. Mm. Now, Colin, you've seen miracles in other people's lives uh, all around the world. What would you say in a couple of words just before we finish to our listeners? Uh, we live in a country like, uh, you know, in a Western society with uh, so many other things in our mind. Mm -hmm. What would you say to our listeners that God can make the same miracles in our lives here where we live as he is doing with other people all around the world? Well, I challenge people to read Luke chapter 11 where Jesus tells us, he says to you, to ask for the Holy Spirit, to ask. And he says it, uh, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and you will be, it will be opened to you. For everyone who receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So Jesus is saying, listen, ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask me for forgiveness, and Jesus will forgive them. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He, Jesus, is faithful to not only forgive our sins, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So just ask Him. The Father and Jesus are waiting for you. And if we ask, He will promise us He will pour out His Holy Spirit. So Peter said that, didn't he? Repent, be baptized, and you too shall receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. And it'll transform your lives. You will, um, who knows what God will do with you, but I know that God has a, has a journey for everyone. You know, the Bible passage says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a future. And God has a plan and a future for every single one of us. And all we have to do is ask. Colin, thank you very much for that. Uh, our time is up, and uh, we may need to to come back to you to hear a little bit more from your uh, story, but also for the ministry which you, you are involved with in these days. Thank you for, very much for uh, being with us today, and uh, please uh, don't forget, until next time, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.